0: Okay? When we accept being offended, when we accept it, this is what we do. We put on a coat, and everyone else knows that we're offended. Y'all, we can see it when you walk through the double doors if you're offended, all right? But we can't see it because it fits so perfectly. We like it. We let it match our outfit, right? We put it on real tight and cozy, and we go, all right, I'm going to do my duty. I'm going to come to church today, but I ain't sitting by them. Because I saw them in the parking lot, and Jeff missed me on the golf cart this morning, and I'm real mad about it. (laughs) Doesn't he know that I got heels on, and I ain't trying to walk all that distance? (laughs) Y'all know that this stuff happens. Okay. So we put it on, and then we become that person that we're talking about that's easily offendable, right? So then someone just says, like, one thing, like, oh, your pant leg is rolled up. You want me to get that for you? Why are you judging my outfit? I was just trying to help you. I'm sorry. And then what we do, okay, is we count all of our offenses, okay? Real or imagined, because you can be offended with your imagination, believe it or not. And we put them in a mental account book, right? to justify our position until we find the opportune time to break out in revenge. <laughs> y'all know what y'all been doing to me? Well, for the past six weeks, Jeff's not got me on the golf cart. The coffee, the person at the coffee has not acknowledged me. Y'all didn't have no vanilla creamer like you said that you would have. The lady in the nursery done put a wrong Band-Aid on my kid. And Chris Clark said X, Y, to Z to my kid, and I did not like it. And then Pastor Jordan talks about politics from the platform, and that made me mad. And it's like, whoa, shots fired. Where did that come from? I thought you were happy. And you're like, no, I've been keeping a log. I don't know. I don't know where that equates love, because the love chapter says, "I do not keep a record of wrong." But we'll just save that for another day. And then what we do is, so I borrowed this coat from Pastor Cole. I needed Pastor Cole's because I couldn't fit in Pastor Ebus. and uh, that. And so the reason why I borrowed it from him was intentional, because so often we might not get offended. But our friend does and so then we put on their coat and we say you know what you did to my friend you know what you did to my husband I do not like that you mistreated my family you did x y and z and so I'm putting this on because I'm going to defend them and (laughs) you're like for what (laughs) why 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 are you doing that right so Proverbs, we're gonna come back to this coat, but it's actually quite toasty, so I gotta take it off. (laughs) Proverbs 6 16 through 19 says, The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil. A lying witness who gives false testimony and one who sows discord in a family. Pastor Eva, Pastor Eva and I have not talked about our message. And I loved what she said this morning when she says, don't let this building fool you. We are just one big family. So in, if we're one big family in this room, that means that one of you can sow a seed and discord can run rampant right? So if we are that, we have to guard against these things and offense, which is one that so easily entangles us. Proverbs 19.11 says, an understanding person demonstrates patience for mercy, which means holding your tongue when you are insulted, be quick to forgive and forget For you are virtuous when you overlook any fence. That's in the Bible. Okay? So what this tells me is that, one, an understanding person demonstrates patience. Okay? So someone is going to offend you. Right? Someone is going to sow discord in you. But are you patient with them when they do? It also tells me that when you're insulted, which I said earlier was how an offense can happen, right? You have to be quick to forgive and forget. For you are virtuous when you overlook an offense. When you overlook something, you choose it. You choose to overlook it. You could stare right at it right but when y'all ladies know when you're cleaning and your back gets to hurting and you're just ready to soak in that bathtub and you didn't get everything done you say oh I'll overlook that I didn't vacuum that room nobody's gonna see it anyway right you can overlook something you choose not to vacuum it you choose to overlook it okay so when we choose to overlook an offense, we choose not to take the bait, okay? But most often, when we choose to take the bait, then we choose to defend ourselves rather than for, actually forgive ourselves for taking it, right? But we don't have to defend ourselves. God deals with our offenders, okay? Okay? Matthew 18, 7 says, Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses will inevitably come, but woe to the person by whom the offense comes. That means that we don't have to fix it. God fixes it. We just have to be free from it because he can't fix what we keep in a cage. If we don't let him in, he can't fix it. So all of your prayers, all of your time at the altar, anything with the Lord is never in vain. But it's a stumbling block because you're the one not letting him in when you choose to stay in the cage. Anytime we are dealing with pain or attacks of the enemy, we must always start with our own soul. Now, that's really catchy one-liner, but let me tell you how we do it practically. When we are in pain, it is a lot easier to point at someone else and say, well, they did X, Y, and Z. Well, their sin was greater than mine. And what we inevitably like to do when we like to justify our offense or our caged disposition is we like to put a face on it. Well, Jordan made me run in that cage and take that bait because he was sarcastic and mean with me and he knew I was having a bad day. Well, that lady on the pew next to me didn't speak to me like I wanted her to. And that, ma- that hurt my feelings. Or I'll say it it for me, okay? In the day of social media, I hate social media. Hate it with a passion and wish it would just be one of those seven detestable things to God and we could rewrite that (laughs) so we could do away with it. But I know that it does a lot of good and we actually have an online congregation with us right now that wouldn't be possible without social media, so it is good, right? But... For my life, I'm gonna make it Holly's life for a minute. I could say, they have done all of these reels on social media, and all they do is put Jordan up there on the platform, and I'm up there with him every single week, and there is never a picture of me. What do they think? They think he does this by himself? <laughs> do they not think that we talk about it behind sage about what the Lord is saying? we put a face on it. Jordan, you need to call Ashton. You need to tell him, I need to be in that next reel. Why do I need to be in a reel? If I'm staying faithful and committed to my husband and I'm by his side and I know it and he knows it, what does it matter if the internet knows it? It does not matter. If I know the Lord gave me something to say that day and I communicated it to him or I communicated it myself, then it doesn't matter if you know it or if you know it or if you know it. It does not matter because we know it and our covenant is how we do our covenant. But that's how offenses trap us and that's how we choose to name them. You cannot put a face on an offense because when you have a face on an offense, you never deal with you. So we're going to take a mirror and look at ourselves for a minute.